game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO and the iHeart Radio app. Third and final hour of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. Really, fourth hour. Yeah, I know because we started really early. Yeah. That was nice. Of, it was well, it was nice that we could stretch our legs here, like we said. Yeah. In the last couple shows, we've had just about two hours. We're just kind of hitting our groove, and we got to unplug. I so. mean, the amazing thing is, and I, 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 I do need to thank everybody who listens to this show because. We've had almost forty phone calls this afternoon, and, and when you do it, when you do an away eleven o'clock game, you, you kind of go, "Boy, what what's going to be the reaction of most people that listen to the show?" And are you going to get two phone calls an hour? Are you going to get three phone calls an hour? Oh no, oh no, Travis, <laughs> this game this breaks all the rules. This breaks all of the sound off rules because the rules for sound off are this: if you got a home game, you're going to be golden. Yeah, you got the captive audience on IA. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to have three hours of solid phone calls light up the yeah. night. If the Hawkeyes don't play well, doesn't matter if it's home or away. Yep. People are mad and they're mad for a long time. They want to call in. At about the end of the third quarter, I looked at Sean and Travis and I said, "Boys, we're going to earn our money tonight. Phone calls are going to be light." We, we they, There's nothing to really complain about. There's a few questions out there. We might have some answers to them because we just got the, the Hawkeye plane just landed and we got a, uh, some insight. But, man, this has broke all the rules. Travis. It really has. Now, we've diverted from Hawkeye football. Half our calls have been about six-on-six <laughs> six girls basketball. Not really, but it, it really it was more about Molly Bowen. And then it got into the movie. And then it got into Molly Bowen back to Hawkeye football. Yeah, an amazing story from yes. one of our listeners that called in earlier. Dana, wasn't it? Uh, I got that for you here just a moment. And then he brought yeah, it, was the, du- it was Doug. Doug. Yeah. And then then the movie came up, and now we're back to Hawkeye football as they won 42-16 today in Bloomington, Let's Indiana. see where Darren wants to take the yeah. show. Calling in from Conrad. What's up, Darren? How are you? Thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, first of all, you guys do a great job. Thank you. Try to listen to you. Um I was just going to say, no offense to Molly, but um, Witten is where Denise Long is from, is literally about 10 minutes away from me. Okay. And she did lead them to a state championship in 1968, and she's known for scoring 111 points in one game, 6,250 points in her career. And she was drafted by the San Francisco Warriors. I think she was the first woman drafted in the NBA. Warriors. Yeah, well, before they were the Golden State Warriors, they were San Francisco Warriors. But hold on, hold on. Hold on hold, wait, she wasn't wait, wait. drafted by the men. Yes, she was. Seriously, you can look it up. Sean, get on that. <laughs> now you've now you've intrigued Ross a little bit. <laughs> All right, but what was the name again? Sorry, Denise Long. Denise Long, and she was drafted by the San Francisco Warriors before they were Golden State. Wow. Wow. But back to Hawkeye football. There we go. Thank you. Okay, back to Hawkeye football. I just, maybe someone asked this earlier, but do you think Hooker is the long term answer at outside linebacker? I mean, I really like the way he played. Uh, I like the way Geno Stone has filled in at safety. So I just wondered if you think that's going to be the long term 
situation or whatever. And I'll let you guys talk. It's cool. I just wanted to let Thanks, you know. Thanks, Darren. Uh, you know, and, and while you're on here, man, I don't think so. Let's just kind of think about this out loud for a minute because we don't know the answer. And there, he definitely played well out there. They've been kind of sliding him up into that role occasionally as these injuries have kind of decimated that linebacking core. But I don't think that's the long-term solution. I could be wrong about this. I don't. I, I think the idea would be to get these linebackers healthy again, get those guys into those positions because they're better suited as long-term linebackers than Amani Hooker, whose future in football is going to be in the secondary. He, he's going to be, if he wants to play at the next level, it's not going to be as a linebacker. It's going to be as a safety. I'm not sure if Amani's on that track right now. This certainly can't hurt him. But I, if your question is long-term, is he the linebacker? No. I think that once you get guys healthy, you move them back to the positions that you were coaching them up to uh, all offseason. Does that, does that sound right out loud? Yeah, I mean, okay. but they did say that over the offseason he packed on pounds for a reason. I mean, I think they were already thinking he might possibly do that. So that's why I was wondering if, if that was their plan for him. Yeah, I would say you get Hockaday and Neiman back next week. The depth of that linebacking core expands, I mean, almost doubles. Uh, that and now you're allowed to put Amani Hooker back into his more natural position back at safety, and that doesn't mean, Darren, that with this experience that he's had, first of all, it does make him a better safety, and that now you have this as a weapon. You can bring him up, and you can let him do some of that outside linebacker stuff that he's been doing these last couple games that have helped this defense be so effective. Oh, I agree. I just I like his speed. Yeah, at, that's, at outside linebacker, and that's you know? yeah, Darren. You keep remind you keep hitting on things here. That speed at that position is really important for this defense because that's where a lot of us saw a weakness at the beginning of the year was maybe being soft against some of those guys in the slot, soft against some of those tight ends where you're going to be putting those linebackers against them. Possibly. My gut tells me, no, hookers, your safety, and you put Neiman and Hockaday back on the field. Okay, well, just good to get your input. I was just curious. Thanks, Thanks Darren. Darren. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call. 284-1040. Let's go to Waukee. That's where David is. David, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 hey, WHO. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Great. Good, buddy. What a great game. You know what? It's a nice day to put a beat down on Indiana. Agreed. Well, any any day is a nice day to do that, I guess. Yeah. Everyone was worried that it was going to be a close game. I was. Everybody <laughs> I know you were. I've listened to the, the morning snowflake. Jeez. <laughs> See what you guys did, Peterson? <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. Anyway, anyway. Is a... Great great game today. You know what? The running game, way to show up today. The passing game looked great. Stanley, oh, he's horrible. We should probably bench him, right? Six touchdowns, terrible. One pick. <laughs> As the buddies in the car is laughing, <laughs> I oh. love it. I love it. Hey, we're on our way back to movie, okay? You know, you're on your way right. back from. Yo, you went over there, David, for the game. Yeah, we were over there today. Man, so yeah. how long of a drive is Bloomington to where? Where are you heading back to? Waukee. Waukee, yeah, it's about what seven and a half hours, eight hours. Uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Oh, you'll be what back. By, you'll be back by ten o'clock tonight, right? No, but, uh, let's hope so. I don't think so, but we'll see how it goes. All right. Anyway, yeah. The best part, part of the day, Iowa showed up today. The fans showed up today. Indiana didn't show up today for homecoming. Iowa fans showed up, not Indiana. So, <laughs> this you know, is funny. Iowa looked great today, you know, and what's And you've had a lot to drink today. It's all right. What's wrong with that? Uh, 
a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> David, good job right, getting David. over there, man. Good good, with you and the boys, good job Literally. getting over there, representing Iowa. Yeah. They, and we, they did talk about it. Gary and, yeah. and Ed mentioned a few times, when Iowa had the football, you could hear the crowd reacting with the offensive plays. When Indiana had the football, you could hear the crowd reacting with the defensive plays. And Gary and Ed even said, hey, you folks listening at home, you're not confused. That's the Iowa fans dominating this crowd. Here in Indiana, so good job, man. That's uh, you represented everybody well. Andy, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Uh, thanks a lot. And if Fleetwood Mac ends up playing Black Magic Woman tomorrow night, it will be an absolute travesty because Peter Green and Jeremy Spencer wrote that song before they got kicked out of the band to bring in the two loony females that absolutely ruined the band. Good night, go Hawks, go Hawks. They played it last night. I, I know for show. a fact they played it last night. Hey, so I got some info on that Denise Long situation here. You know, it's not a situation. It's a person. Uh, so this was in the 1969 draft. Nice. Um, in, in, the thir- in the 13th round, <laughs> the San Francisco Warriors selected Denise Long, a girls' hi- high school player from uh, Witten, Iowa. Long, who averaged 62.8 points per game her senior year, became the first ever female drafted by an NBA team. However, however the selection was later voided by the commissioner as a publicity stunt. Oh. Man. There you go. And she still hangs out, by the way, with the Warriors franchise. I, when you look up this story, you find a picture of her and Steph Curry from March of this year. Really? Yeah. This is a deep rabbit hole. Thir- I got to teach you. I got to teach round. you how to be sophomoric, but in a more subtle way. Average just <laughs> under seventy points, and it's incredible. Two eight four. 1040. 284-1040. That's the second time tonight I've almost messed up the... the okay. I know. It means you're having fun. And that's true. 284-1040. 284-1040. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. We're here till 7 o'clock. Iowa State just kicked off against West Virginia. West Virginia punted on its first position. Iowa State getting ready to punt on its first possession. If I want to talk you, about. I when you flip about, the television on, you're not going to recognize Iowa State. Yeah, they they they're dressed as Hawkeyes tonight. We'll talk about that when we get back on, on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop and Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Stanley fakes to the tail, rolls out right, throws it to Kelly, the fullback, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Iowa. His first ever touchdown as a Hawkeye. Do we love those fullbacks at Iowa? Austin Kelly with his touchdown. So are you ready for this? Since we've been so enthralled... In the Molly Bowen story and the Denise Long story, we totally spaced over the fact that Michigan State beat Penn State at Penn State tonight. Stop it! 21-17, the final score. So, now, we are rooting like hell for Michigan. So, that first of all shows Michigan State is, or Penn State is beatable. Yep. At which, home. Which we've known early in the yeah. season they snuck by. Now, dude, Penn State now, with back-to-back losses to Ohio State and Michigan State, 
one and two in the Big Ten. And their one win is over Illinois. So now the game changes, right? We, we, we need Wisconsin to lose. Does Wisconsin play Ohio State yet? Or not? Who's it, who does yeah, it have? No, I, I don't think it's got. It, okay, I'm getting there. To, I'm getting to Wisconsin right now. Okay. Okay. So Wisconsin has Michigan tonight, number yep. twelve team in the country, and they're at Michigan. Okay. They still have Penn State at Penn State. That's it. That's their toughest game. Okay. So it goes at Michigan. They host Illinois. They play at Northwestern. They host Rutgers. They play at Penn State at Purdue and host Minnesota to end the year. Okay. Here's the deal. If they if they win tonight, it's over. Completely agree with you. Yeah, what we as a Hawkeye fan, if you want to be in the Big Ten title game, you better hope that they Wisconsin loses tonight to Michigan, and you better hope they lose uh, on November tenth to, to Penn, Penn State. State. Yep, that's how. And but Iowa got to win out now. That's it, and I think that's possible. Yeah, it's I mean, very Penn, possible. Penn State lost to Michigan State today. That's a game you can win. Well, I mean. I can't believe we missed that one, but now we've got it up to date. So, scores from around the Big Ten. 21-17, Michigan State over Penn State. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, I was I was listening to the Sports Fanatics yesterday. There's and, no way. And you guys were like, State's, oh my God, that team's not that good. Michigan State's awful. They've been a roller coaster all year. They scored seven points one week, 47 the next week. They look like one team defensively and a completely different team the next week. Uh, today was obviously one of those good weeks. Purdue over Illinois, 46-7. Do you know how close Purdue is to really being unbeaten. Let's see. They are 3-3 three and, three three and three. on the year. Their losses were... Because they lost their first three. Yes. Northwestern, Eastern Michigan, and Missouri. Yes. They lost to Northwestern by four. Yep. Eastern Michigan by a point. They should have never lost that game. And to Missouri by three. Yes. Eek. Who's the Big Ten loss? Eek. That was Northwestern. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they are... What is that? 11 points away from being unbeaten. Ohio State, a harder time than Minnesota than it probably should have had, 30-14 to in the final. Maryland, Iowa's opponent next week over Rutgers, 34-7. to Game you heard right here on News Radio 1040 WHO, the game we've been talking about all day long. Iowa over Indiana, 42-16. Uh, Northwestern beats Nebraska, 34-31. Let's get to that game real quick. And tonight, uh, Michigan takes on Wisconsin. The Nebraska game was interesting. Yeah. Nebraska is up. 31-24. Well, go back. They're up 31-21 with like two and a half minutes. That, they're, up, they're up 10 points. Yes. Northwestern's driving. Kicks a, so uh, hits a couple key fourth down possessions. Yep. Ends up kicking a field goal with two minutes to go to make it 31-24. They kick off with, with Northwestern having three timeouts left. Nebraska, so Nebraska's not able to move the football at all. Northwestern uses those timeouts... Nebraska punts, gets a great bounce, ends up at the Northwestern one-yard line. Northwestern has to go 99 yards in two minutes with zero timeouts. And they have to score a touchdown and hit the extra point point to tie the game. game. First play, takes three seconds off the clock, incomplete pass, but it's a roughing the passer call 15 yards just like that. Couple big plays because the Nebraska defensive back's playing a little soft. And by big plays, not not yardage wise, they're Dinkin and Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a couple, one, two big pass plays yep. get them down to the two yard line or three yard line. They score, um, and then they go to overtime. Scott Frost. Now, I I took some heat on this on Twitter because I said Scott Frost lost the game. They're fourth and one in overtime. In overtime now, so you're on the twenty. They're on the sixteen yard. They're line. on the sixteen yep, yard they, line. They start at the twenty five. They were up at the sixteen. Yes, they're at the sixteen yard line. 
he opts to go for it on fourth and down instead of kick the field goal. Nebraska got the ball first. Now, that's one of those judgment plays. Do you, do you foul on a three-pointer? Do you, do you go for it? I would say in this case, you kick the field goal and make Northwestern score a touchdown on you. Instead, this is what I don't like about spread offenses and why I still like to see Nate Stanley go under center is because Adrian Martinez is out of the shotgun on fourth and one. You're already back four yards, so now you're fourth and five. Realistically, right? Yeah. When you snap the ball, the ball's five yards from being at the first down line. Bad snap. Rolls around. Martinez picks it up, running for his life, throws an interception. Now people go, Travis, you don't understand this football thingy, do you? You go for it there. Okay, if you're, I don't have a problem going for it. That that's a judgment call. What I do have a problem with is the shotgun formation yeah, all the you time. You have a problem with the play call. Yes, I agree with the, you. The, the, the shotgun formation, if you, that's all you're ever going to run, I think it's dangerous. And it was because you're you're already at fourth and five. Adrian Martinez is a big enough guy. He, if he can't go for one yard, I, I don't know what. What can he do? That, exactly what I was saying to you at that point, wasn't it, Travis? Like, dude, put this kid under yeah. center and just have hand him the ball and make him dive one way on the uh, behind the center. You're going to get that first down. Yeah. It was fourth and inches from the 16-yard line. I, I'm with you. I don't blame Scott Frost for going for it there. It, you're gonna, you, you have to move the ball a foot, and you've got a first down. You absolutely go for it there. I didn't like the play call itself. It, you, it's, and Travis... You called it when they said they were going for it on fourth down. You said right away, wait a minute. They always go shotgun. You can't go shotgun on this play. They lined up in <laughs> shotgun, and it was a disaster. It was a total disaster. I actually had Nebraska winning that game today, and I all along, and it, it, it was like a comedy of errors. You're like, this can't really be happening. They had them beat, didn't they? With several times. Yes. Even when, they, when, Nebraska, when Northwestern gets the ball on their own one-yard line with two minutes to play and no timeouts, guy, we all know Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald doesn't have a two-minute, 99-yard offense with no timeouts. Northwestern's never made those plays. They did today. 284-1040. John in Burlington, I'm going to keep you on hold because what's going to happen in about 20 seconds, you're going to hear a Fox News theme, and we're going to have to take a break. So I can tell you that West Virginia just scored on Iowa State, so the Mountaineers strike first, go up 7-0. That game has about uh, 6 minutes, 47 seconds to go in the first quarter. I actually think West Virginia's smoke and mirrors. I'm probably going to be proven wrong today. What if I told you Ray Lima's out for the Iowa State defense? That changes the dynamics yeah. a little bit too, right? And he, and he is, by the way. I'm not just saying. I'm not. not that's not hyperbole. Here. And, and Iowa State wearing all black tonight, and it's ugly. Needs some color. It needs a splash of color. It they're, they're black and white uniforms, mostly black. Black it, and gray. It needs some red, man. A little bit of red would have gone just a long a way on there. Just a hint. Fashion connoisseurs, Travis and Ross. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Fox News, I'm Joe Chiro. President Trump is in Richmond, Kentucky, hosting a political rally. Earlier, he met with Freed American pastor Andrew Brunson. I just want to congratulate you because you have galvanized this country. There's so much, I mean, you just take a look at this. There's so much interest, and it's your faith, it's your strength, 
what you've done, gone through. I know what you've gone through. Bronson was held in Turkey for two years on terrorism charges. President Trump says he wants to get all the facts before they make any decisions after the disappearance and suspected murder of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Saudi Arabia continues to deny involvement. In fact, today the Saudi Interior Ministry released a statement saying... What has been circulating are lies and baseless allegations against the government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Fox's Benjamin Hall. This is Fox News. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by the Iowa Lottery, Cookies Food Products, and American Trust. Indiana with new life. Here comes a full-out, all-out blitz off the edge, and down goes Ramsey. Riley Moss came off the edge. He's a state track champion. He's a sprinter, and he got there in a hurry. Yes, he did. Gary Dolphin on the call, which you heard right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. I didn't have much good golf. You know, it was such a blowout that Dolph didn't give me good much, much stuff today. I got this. Well, I got that. Yeah, because he was upset with some calls, so we got absolutely ridiculous call. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. What else do we got from Gary today? Oh, here's one. This is always my favorite. Oh boy. <laughs> he Gary gets mad that I do that. I hope not. I mean, I don't know why he would, but you can feel the frustration. Yeah, I and mean, I think that's why we, why you know, you pull those aside is not. To have fun with him, it's because every Hawkeye fan is feeling that. Gary's just the only one that gets to do it on, you know, across the country to everybody. Yeah, he he, he gets to convey the feelings that everybody else is yes, feeling. Yes, and occasionally, Ed sneaks those feelings in, too. That's a ridiculous spot. <laughs> that was a pretty bad spot on that one. <laughs> 284-1040. Let's go back to the phones. Jim in Des Moines. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi, fellas. I was watching the game today, and Chuck Long was... Uh on the TV announcing, and at the end of the game, he was wondering if there was... Oh, what game? I'm sorry, Iowa-Indiana. He, was, he wasn't on ESPN, too. He wasn't? It sure sounded like No, anyway. no. Chuck's on the Big Ten Network. I didn't think he was with Beth Mowens today. My apologies, uh, but at the end of the game, this guy, whoever he was, uh, was wondering if there was bad blood between... Indiana and Iowa because uh, Iowa was looking to pass with uh, just seconds left on the on the clock and and really grind it into Indiana and I think I heard Gary or one of the radio guys at the beginning of the second half say something about Indiana players trying to mix it up with Iowa uh, wave as it was you, you did yeah you heard it you did hear that right it was right before the Rob Brooks interview you did hear that right so do you think that that's why I I was trying to really embarrass Indiana because they were running their mouths at the, at the halftime. Jim, uh, we have a, a, a guy that helps us out with the show who was traveling back with the team today. And when they landed, he called me to kind of know, want to know what the reaction has been here on Sound Off. And I told him we've had a lot of listeners that are trying to just put their finger on why the, a very unfairness-like thing to do, try to try to move the football at the end of that game. And I'd say even at the end of the first half, and I threw some of these things at him because we were the same thing you did. We even heard Gary and Ed mention maybe it was the idea of getting Nate Stanley a seventh touchdown pass so he could tie Chuck Hartley. We had a caller and, and a tweeter that uh, sent us information about a recruit by the name of David Bell, a highly touted wide receiver recruit. 
it's speculating maybe this was to kind of show David Bell what this offense is capable of and and how much fun he can have in a Hawkeye uniform. Our ins, our guy on the inside kind of scoffed at all that. He said, "No, the end of the game, you're just watching a team that's trying to run a few plays. They're doing nothing special. The final play, especially, they're just trying to burn out those three seconds by putting the ball as high in the air well, as they can." And, and if you think about it, because. If you take a knee, the clock stops. It's fourth down, and you yeah, got to change of possession. Right, right. So if you run the football, um, run you, into the line, they tackle you. It's a turnover on downs, or you could get somebody hurt. That's a good point too. You, you right. know, now you could go clear back and take a knee, like run, and then take a knee and, and and burn the three seconds. But I don't think they were trying to complete a pass on that last play. No, I don't either. Not on the last play. I think it was on the on the play. Prior to the final play, yeah. Well, there. they actually opened the. That's that's, that's an interesting. A, that's one. a good question, Jim. That that is a good question. I don't think it was that. I think it was the first play of that drive. If I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look at the play by play. But I actually think it was the first play of the drive. And if you listen to the radio, I was watching the game and listening to to, to Dolphin Eddie, and they're like, and they were talking about getting that seventh touchdown pass. And Dolphin's like, well, they're not going to throw. Oh my God, they're throwing and they're throwing deep. That was that one was a little questionable. I'll give you that one. Let's let's just go through that last drive though here real quick so that we're all on the on the yeah. same page here memory wise. First play from the nineteen yard line is a handoff to Makai Sargent. Okay. Second play is an incomplete pass to Gronaweg. Third play, pass complete to Brandon Smith. Then it goes Torn Young run, Torn Young run, Torn Young run, and then the final play of the game. So the long pass was on second down. Yes. To, to Gronaweg. Yeah, in fact, uh, uh it was on third down to Brandon Smith. No, no, no. The one, the incomplete, oh, the incomplete pass. Yep. They went down. Yeah, that yeah, was that, second that, down, and that, and that went deep. Yep. So there you go, Jim. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. thanks. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to John. John, where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Hello. Hey, where are you calling from tonight, John? Uh, Burlington. All right. Nice. Hey, the, the reason I'm calling is uh, I, I. Well, first of all, go Hawks. That was a great win, and I, I loved what I saw out of uh, the play calling today. But uh, as Iowa fans, you guys, you guys are talking about, or one of you, I can't remember who, was talking about the uh, Purdue, how close they are to being undefeated. Do you know how many times Iowa has talked about how close they are to being undefeated and what? losing no. four games by seven points or whatever it was? Lots. And, and, and they should be undefeated this year because if, if, some, uh, if somebody doesn't kick a, a, a stopped football on a punt, they probably are undefeated. What I Absolutely. meant, what I meant by that is, I think Purdue. It's one of those cliches, but I think it's true here. Purdue is better than its record. That's all I was trying to get across. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Okay. I don't disagree. And and, and I want to, I want to toss one more thing out there. I love the fact that Brian Ferentz is calling play calls or call, calling plays. I think he's got a lot more piss and vinegar in his veins than Kurt does. Not quite as diplomatic as the word that we had earlier, <laughs> but uh, but we'll take it absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, John. Good call. So anyway, the word the, the word that Claude used earlier was volatile. Volatile. I think Brian's a little bit more volatile. Yeah, but you see, he was more that I liked. I liked his version of it. Yeah, I'll take Claude yeah. in the afternoon. You take uh, yeah. you take John in the morning. Yeah. yeah. See the difference between you and me. <laughs> Where do you want to be in the morning? Two eight four. 1040 is the phone number. Paul joins us. What's up, Paul? Thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue. Sound off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, boys. A couple of thoughts. One, uh, grew up in Forest City, and I've left 
lived the last 30 years in Illinois. And you can take the boy out of Iowa, but can't take the Iowa out of the boy. And today I was visiting my mom in Clive, watched the ball game, driving back to Chicago, and just walked down memory lane, Iowa football, and then all the basketball and all the conversations today, you made me homesick for Iowa. Um, I've really enjoyed the program today. Uh, it, they're just such special about Iowa people, and uh, I want to say thanks, guys. I've been driving for four hours listening to your show, and it, it's been fabulous. And I'll, I'll throw you one other bone. Um, everybody's talking Molly. Everybody's talking to these bonk. I'm going to give one for North Central Iowa. you got to go Lynn Lorenz. Lynn Lorenz. Up in Ventura. Yep. you got to, and let me tell you why. Okay. Um, well, here's some trivia. So if Lee Swan was drafted in the NBA, right? Yep. Who would ever answer the question, um, who is the all-time scoring leader in women's high school history for the United States? It's Lynn Lorenzen. Now, so here's the other trick question. If you said, what state in the United States had the first woman drafted in the NBA and has the highest scoring woman in the history of high school basketball, no one would ever say the state of Iowa. God bless Iowa. Go off. You know, I, I'm a little disappointed that Tri-Center Neal is Karen Jennings not getting more love. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, she went on to become like the Big 8 Athlete of the Year, one of the greatest um, players ever to come out of the state, one of the greatest college players to come out of the state. Maybe I'm showing my bias because I went to Tri-Center Neal and I graduated with Karen, but... You know, I just got to give I got to give Western Iowa a little bit of love. Hey, and that's and that's why we all love our small hometowns. And <laughs> we fight for our we fight for our people, but we're all Iowans. You know, that's one thing about politics right now: Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, blah blah blah. But we're all Americans. One thing you can always count on is we're always Iowans. We're always Iowa. You know, Paul. No matter where we live. You know, Paul. This is God's favorite radio show, and they don't have a show like this in Chicago, do they? No, they do not. In fact. Um, I've just retired. I've got to move. I got to get out of this. Uh, well, how do I say this politely? It's a crazy state, my friend. I got to get out of here. The, the state is broke. City is broke. Cook County is broke. I'm, I'm leaving Illinois in the next six months. The I'm state sure sucks. It's the worst. Come on home, baby. Yeah. Come on home, Paul. Glad to have you, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Who would want to be from Illinois? It's just terrible. Thanks, Paul. Absolutely. Drive safe, Thanks, buddy. Guys. Thanks. You've been, you've been listening to four hours. <laughs> And some people have tuned on since and been like, the hell is this? Yeah, if you picked it up midway through. You need to go back. Yeah. It, 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 Sean, do you have these on the podcast? Uh, yes. Our one, two are already up. So. Okay. So where do you find them at? If you go to, I, I'd assume the iHeartRadio app, look up Jethro's football, or football. For, I was gonna do are that. they on the website anywhere? They should be on the on the website, yeah. Okay. Go to WHO.com. If not, go to iHeart. Jethro Sound Off. Yeah, just just Google Jethro Soundoff at iHeartRadio. Who is your lady, Osdemore? Wendy no, Osdemore? no, Wendy Osdemore is a lot younger than I am. Okay. She went to she went to Iowa. Karen Jennings is is mine. Well, since we're doing this, okay, you know Des Moines East they won a couple state titles in six on six. Okay, Lori Bauman listed as one of the greatest women's basketball. Yeah, but players she, in she's not in Karen Jennings category. I'm going to read from you from the Des Moines Register's greatest female basketball players in the history of the state of Iowa. Lori Bauman. One of the greatest six-player forwards, this basketball Hall of Famer was hard to stop near the basket. Member of East 1979 State Championship team, Scarlets won 82-62 over Bettendorf. They won the state title game by 20 points. Yeah, but they played Bettendorf. 
You hitting on Bettendorf there? I, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just <laughs> reaching. I love it. This can't give East any love. I mean, you're a member of the media. Why would you? Are you saying there's a bias against East? Oh, it's well known, Sean. Don't pretend like you aren't aware of this. I mean, if I lived in Des Moines, my kids would go to Dowling. Yeah, you're you're definitely, yeah. You're a Dowling parent. Nobody is surprised by that, but more importantly, nobody's impressed. <laughs> by the way, Iowa State, West Virginia tied at 7. Iowa State driving, just got a first down. Now in the red zone, knocking on the door to take on West Virginia. We'll finish up today's edition of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. When we come back at 1460, or 1040 WHO. <laughs> Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by GNL Clothing and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. We await the snap. Long count. He's back to pass. Fox gets some pressure on him. Here comes the pass and incomplete. Well, they threw the flag. Well, the crowd He's got been that begging. one. Yeah, well, the, the, the crowd coach, got that one. <laughs> coach has been begging too. He has. You know, I don't know why I just played that. That that play sucked. It was. It said. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea why I just played that. He said, Iowa pass INT. Oh, Iowa's pass interference. I thought it was an... All right, so... You thought it was an interception. I thought it was an interception. Yeah, no, that was the interception. Right, okay, let, okay, let me make it up. Yeah, all right, let's I do got it. that one. Okay, bring up the back and black again. Start it over. Okay. One running back. Stanley to throw to the short side. Has Sargent out of the backfield. Makes a catch at the 25. Spins away from a red shirt at the 15. Inside the 15 to the 12. What a run after the catch by Mackay Sargent. That was a really good play. That's the one where he kind of spun around and headed back to the middle of the field. That was a great, great... I thought the, I thought the running backs were more dangerous catching the football today than they were running the football. You know, and I, Travis, we didn't really get a chance to dive into and break down the has Iowa lost faith in its running game. I don't think that's the case at all. I, and I'm wording it wrong. I'll yeah, fully admit that I, I'm wording it wrong. And I, I, after your conversation we've had here throughout the day, I understand. I, I don't think you're implying that they don't think they can run the ball. What I think you're really trying to say is the identity of this offense that we've known for 20 years under Kirk Ferentz for being a ground and pound offense. We're going to run the rock and we're going to control the clock. There's something different about this team yeah. over the last couple of now, weeks. They're, they're moving the ball effectively through the air. You're getting high percentage completion from uh, from Nate Stanley, and it just has a different feel. I, I mean, here's what TJ Hawkinson said today, and I, I, I don't think he watched the same game I did. Yeah, those guys are stepping up. You know, we, uh, you know, Iowa offense. We have to get a run established before we can pass the ball and spread it out. And you know, our line is is moving guys up front, you know, really well. And it all it all starts with them. You know, um, we can't do anything without those guys. Um, and, and it shows when, when we're in the second half and we're able to throw the ball just because we got the run game established and those guys are moving people off the off the ball. No, you're, yeah, I think your your wrong sound effect is correct there. Indiana's a passing team. What does a passing team look like? They throw the ball 42 times, and they run the ball 25 times. Iowa, 33 rushes, or I'm sorry, 33 passing plays. 32 rushes? 32 running plays. That, fitty, that's, fitty, a, that's a balance right yeah. there, man. So I think that's maybe what you're talking about. It's evolving towards that pass game. 
but it's still Iowa yeah. football relying on that. And I still look at, when you say, are they losing faith or something, I look at the number of carries that you're giving individual backs. You've got a three-headed monster back there right now. They've really been using two every game. Last week, it's a, a Ivory Kelly Martin that gets 20 carries. Today, Torn Young. Torn Young gets those 19 carries, and you're still right at that 10-carry mark from Akai Sargent. So I, I think that the bodies might be changing a little bit. I don't think that they're... Trust in it as faded. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go up to Lansing, Michigan. That's where Jerry is. Jerry, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Howdy. What's up? Um, so I wanted to comment on the running game. Yeah, go ahead. So it seems to me that the um, backs uh, don't match up with the um, blocking scheme very well. The skill set of the backs, um, and I think they're learning, but they leave an awful lot of yards on the ground um, when they don't get the cutbacks into the green space. Um, uh, I think okay. Mackay Sargent, there was a perfect example of that today. He was running to the right. And he literally ran up the back of the Iowa blocker before he figured out that he needed to cut back. Hmm. I did. And yeah, Jerry, I, I'd have to go back and look at that to see if they're missing those cutback lanes. Uh, I'll, if you, you well, say you saw it, I'll I go back and, and look. For yeah, it. I think it's a combination of patience and vision. And I don't know, hmm. you know, what the combination is, but I think. They still, if you look at their biggest runs this year, seems like it's when they hit they hit the holes really quick, and if there's a hole there, they go through it. But they don't um, wait for holes to develop very well. I don't think. Thanks for the phone call, Thanks, Jerry. Jerry. Good to hear from you, man. It's been a while since uh, since we've talked. You always uh, you brought some good information, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good one. See you, bud. Bye. So I had no idea, so I just talked on my Facebook page, and my cousin says, hey, your show's really funny today. I had no idea she listened to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. No idea. I didn't even know you she, had family that still claimed you. Well, she's up in Madrid. Oh, They so. claim me because they only see me like once a year, right? I mean, the only family that talks to me is the one that sees me once a year. I've found that I like you a lot more the less I'm around you. you see, that's the case with most people. <laughs> Before we do get out of here, I do got to say, hey, because we haven't talked about the spread Jethro's brought in today. Oh, uh, so yeah. we got bacon-wrapped ribs today. Mike brought in a half a rack of baby backs. He brought in those burnt ends. The burnt, but but what we didn't find, and then we uncovered the the cheesy tater tots. Yeah, that was like a surprise yeah, to us. It was like, what's this? It's, we thought it was like a salad because you know, it was in a styrofoam, and I'm like, oh my god, the golden goodness. You ever had on Christmas morning where you're like, oh, the presents are all done. What a great Christmas! This was awesome. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, there's another present. In the yeah, tree. that was it. Like what? Whose name is on it? I don't know. I don't know. Get, the, get that's what it felt like. And then Sean, I, he's the one that crushed it. So it may as well have had Sean's name. Did on you it. eat that whole thing? He ate the whole thing. I did. There was some Dude. Uh, like sausage and gravy mixed into it. I oh, think. Oh yeah. It, it, it tasted like breakfast. It almost so, tasted it was like breakfast. there was like a maple breakfast. syrup it, flavor to it. It was fantastic. So, so he did bring the, the the Elvis pancakes today. What we're trying to say is, it's only seven o'clock. Since the season started, we haven't been getting out of here till. At, after 10 o'clock almost every single week. Yeah. Now you're probably going, boy, I, I just listened to four great hours of radio. As I forget who it was on, on Twitter said, uh, AM radio, the original social media. Yeah, I mean, right. I, Rob. Rob. <laughs> it was Rob. Yeah. But get to Jethro's tonight. Get, get out there and uh, enjoy dinner and just and have a good time. We can't thank those guys enough, man. Mike has been amazing to us, and uh, it, we, we mean it. The chocolate cake is tonight. And, and I can't thank I, – I, I, I don't usually pat ourselves on the back. Today's the most fun I've had in a long, this long a time blast, doing radio. Man. This was so much fun. Our listeners, thank you guys so much for calling. That conversation about Iowa six-on-six six girls basketball during sound-off 
is one I'm going to remember my entire <laughs> well, life. Well, we learned so much. Yeah, we it. learned Iowa sports history from movies to the Cornets. We're back next week, 11 o'clock, the Hawks take on Maryland. See you then. WHO, Des Moines, and iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRV HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. Meeting the President, I'm Roger Stern, Fox News. American Pastor Andrew Brunson spent part of his first day back on American soil visiting the Oval Office and thanking the President for helping to secure his release after two years in Turkish captivity. We especially want to thank the administration. You've really fought for us, uh, unusually so, for, from the time uh, you took office. I know that you've been engaged. President Trump toasting today's events during a campaign rally tonight in Richmond, Kentucky. He's back with his family, together with his wife, and he is on American soil. Brunson was arrested in Turkey for supposed ties to terrorism. He has denied that. President Trump says we would be punishing ourselves if the U.S. canceled arms sales to Saudi Arabia over the disappearance of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Florida Governor Rick Scott has called up an additional 500 National Guard personnel to deal with a fallout from Hurricane Michael. The storm took at least 18 lives. A rescue team in Virginia recovered the remains of a woman missing since she was swept away in flash flooding. The sports world mourning the loss of Jim Taylor. The Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer died today at the age of 83. Bob Mortelli has a look back at Taylor's career. Taylor was the fullback for most of Vince Lombardi's championship teams of the 1960s. He teamed with half 